Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I'm your host, Elisa Kelly, and you are all in for a motherfucking treat. I am here with Ben Katzman, a son in Aries, who you guys can't see this, but I'm looking at a spacesuit with some sort of a, it looks like a pillow, an Aries pillow, Aries regalia, one way or the other. Sun in Aries, obviously, moon in Capricorn, Scorpio rising described as heavy metal Walter Mercado meets David Lee Roth, which is pretty unbelievable. Ben has an album that is dropping on April 23rd. So by the time you guys are listening to this, everyone go check out Ben's new album. It's called obviously Astrology 101. So I'm really excited to meet you, Ben, because one as I said in just a few moments ago, they really don't make them like you anymore. You are like a true character. We love to see it. I really deeply appreciate it. And you're giving me like a little, you're giving me a little bit of everything. I was going to say you're giving me a little Howard Stern vibe. Maybe that's your moon. Maybe it's the Miami. Maybe it's because we're fellow Jews. I don't know. 100%. But but I'm so happy to be connected. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, I'm so stoked to be here. Also, shout out to Howard Stern for being a Capricorn. Exactly. Yes. Um, Just a few moments ago, you posted on your stories on Instagram and said, I can't believe that I'm going to be interviewed by Eliza. Her podcast is the Metallica of astrology. And I was like, wow, what a compliment. But then I was like, is it? Because all I remember, well, I have like Metallica in my mind, but then I also remember how uncool they were with Napster. Do you remember that? Yes, but they were kind of ahead of the game. Unfortunately, like Lars is like the snooty kind of Sagittarius where he goes for what he wants, (laughs) but he doesn't think about how people will view his words. But I think like that was an essential battle that they went about the wrong way because look about how the music industry is now. Do I think like artists should have been making that much money? We can debate it, but I think Metallica rules. It's like maybe they stopped rocking after the fifth album, but they are like the biggest and the best at what they do in that field, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I enter Sandman is still and will always be really important. I just, yeah. you know, Metallica is really important, but I do think that they could have approached, you know, Napster a little bit differently because they can't, they can't, became a little bit of the man, you know, 100%. in that conversation. And they didn't have to be that way. I know. Well, and then you also have James Hetfield, who's a total, like the quiet, stoic Leo. So it's like, who's really the puppet master in that situation? <laughs> but but as long as you know, I met Metallica in a complimentary, like 1982 to 1991 way, you're good. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Okay, great. Well, Ben, tell us about you, your story who you are, how all how you came to be. How did you arrive on this planet? Well, I actually I pulled up. I know nobody will see this, but as I tell you the story, I do have to pull up the first photo of me ever taken because like nobody believes how crazy it is. But how I came to be is I was born in the early 90s. My parents are uh, they immigrated here from Israel. And as a kid, I was like, born with mad energy, right? So it was like, one, I thought I was going to be a Power Ranger when I grew up. And I also, at the same time as I was doing karate kicks in the classroom and like causing problems, I had a speech problem. So I couldn't relate to anybody. So I had all these like crazy off the wall, like ideas of what I wanted to do with the world in like kindergarten and pre-K, but I had no way to communicate it to. I had like a debilitating stutter. I spoke too fast. I got kicked out of karate. Like no sport worked for me. I spent all this time going to the principal's office and suddenly my mom was like, I don't know what to do. Maybe we should go visit our friend who's an astrologer. And that person became our family astrologer, right? And so in the midst of all this, and I'm telling you, this astrologer changed my life. And I'm talking like, we're still in the 90s here. I was born in 92. Um, The astrologer did my chart and then noticed that my sun sign is in the fifth house, which is like the house of like, you know, romance and self-expression and stuff. But also that I have a Mars and Aquarius and a Venus and Pisces. So like, I'm a bit all over the place with my placements but she said the best thing for him to do would find would be to find a way to you know express his emotions and within that week i started learning how to draw i was signed up for piano lessons the chaos of 
the outside world slowed down. I was able to find music like to match how I was feeling, whether it was like intense, like Pokemon soundtracks or like, you know, the Tony Hawk pro skater soundtrack or whatever. And all of a sudden I was like using lyrics and stuff to like be able to communicate. And ever since then, my life has been so much easier. Like it's kind of interesting and unique that your mom was like, oh, I see that my son is struggling. Let's go to an astrologer. Yeah. How how do you think like what's the story with your mom as to how that even became a viable like option for yeah. to seek the professional expertise of someone like that? I think my mom is like spiritually awakened, but that whole side of the family is kind of tapped in, you know, um, we're like from all over the Middle East and stuff. And that whole side of the family is filled with like artists and interior designers and actors. So I don't know what prompted her specifically to get into astrology, but I think also like being Israeli in South Florida, there's a tight knit community and the astrologer we happened to manifest with was also Israeli. So there was also just this um, shared cultural experience of that too. Yes. And the astrologers and Aries too. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So it was really like you being seen like, you know, someone holding a mirror up to who you are. Yeah. Being able to be like, here's your potential. I recognize that others are not seeing it right now. Here's the best way to tap into your potential. So the astrologer gave your mom and, you know, subsequently you some homework assignments, so to speak, as to like how to channel your energy and how to best express yourself. So has that continued to inform how you show up and live your life or? hundred you percent. Know, yeah. I think, well, it's weird, like separate convo, but related. It's like a lot of people I'm sure in your life are like, oh, this is the astrology person. Like, you know, I kind of believe it, but you could say it about everybody. And like, whether or not it's true or not, I, I like to use astrology as like a tool to do like a deep introspection and find like the qualities about yourself that you're not totally comfortable with. And, you know, you got your transits and your Saturn returns and stuff. So there's different reasons to use it other than just the birth chart itself. But I've always thought that it's a good place to get real with yourself and like use it as a tool to manifest your better future, you know? So what does that mean when you say manifest your better future? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? All right, I'll open up, right? So the last month of my life has been crazy. Well, you're going through your Saturn return, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. I'm like on the outer end of it. But now it's like I went to my astrologer and she's like, you're entering the peak manifestation period of your life. So in the last month, I've like set really good intentions. And you'll see I have like notebooks everywhere. I'm definitely Capricorn moon, like list person for sure. Yeah, I have notebooks everywhere too. You got it. You know, you know what's up. And I was like, this is how I want to live my life. This is an ideal future of where I want to go and how I want to like take myself seriously. So I made a list of everything from like what the ego wants to what like my home life should be to what the heart wants. And once you put it on paper, it's kind of like a powerful thing to be like, you know, maybe this is approachable. So I reached out to get sponsored by my favorite guitar company. You know, I'm getting dates lined up now that COVID is ending to go on tour around the world. And for me, I've, because like, you know, my sun sign is in the fifth house and I got the Capricorn moon. My identity is very closely related to like what my work or what my art is. So there's parts of my life that I've kind of ignored, you know, like pursuing romantic relationships with like an open mind rather than having one foot out the door, being able to take care of like my personal finances in a responsible way that aren't related to like living out like a rock fantasy. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I've used it and especially having like a venus in pisces it's kind of like it's kind of rough because we're such dreamers and hopeless romantics and i don't like being carried away like that like it's like a bad way to pursue your life i think sometimes so in the last month i've definitely been able to be like this is what i think is my weakness in one sense but i can turn it into a superpower and maybe be a bit of a realist because reading your qualities on paper or in a book or in your chart is kind of like a powerful experience it's like my astrologer holding up a mirror to me you know yes i i uh, approach astrology with the philosophy that your chart is perfect your chart is exactly perfect it's exactly how you're supposed to be now what 
Because wow, like if that. we take the chart as perfect, then we have to figure out the best execution, the best actualization for all of the placements. And we have to figure out, you know, and that's not necessarily easy. And it yeah. definitely takes a life. It definitely takes until you're 30 to even have a sense of what could possibly be the template for it. Because otherwise, you know, you, it takes 30 years to come into full maturation. You need your Saturn return. You need to sort of have some sort of it's kind of like the imagery that comes to mind is kind of like tracks in the snow. Yes. Before you're 30, before your Saturn return, you don't have those initial footprints. So you're not even quite sure where to walk. After that, you're like, okay, great. I have like a lay of the land. So now I can figure out where I want to step, how I want to step, you know, what is the direction I want to proceed in? Where do I not want to go? And you have sort of a foundation for how to really turn your chart into this fully actualized, capable, magical thing without ignoring any of the parts of it. Because I know that that's what I have struggled with and what I think a lot of people struggle with is that there's like a pendulum swinging of oscillation of like, am I honoring this placement? Am I honoring that placement? Does this appeal to the water in me? Does this appeal to the fire in me? But it's hard to find something that's cohesive that sort of captures it all. But that it is possible and it's doable. It just takes time. I love the way you just worded all that because I feel like that's exactly what's been on my mind the last few weeks. Is it like honoring the different parts of myself? You know what I'm saying? Because it's very right. easy. I mean, you're a Leo, right? I am. So it's very easy to get wrapped up in the intensity and like ignore the water placement sometimes, you know? Yes, and, and totally. And then if I go too hard in Pisces moon, then my Leo is like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, can't be having no. none of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then if I get too fantastical, my Capricorn rising is like, girl, like <laughs> you got bills to pay. What are you doing here? Yeah. So it's it really is honoring all of these dimensions simultaneously and that really delicate dance to tr figure out what is the most cohesive way of living life that doesn't make any of your chart, any component of it feel like it's, you know, coming up short or that's being sacrificed or isn't getting the, you know, the full breadth of what it deserves. A hundred percent. And it's funny you bring that up and we're talking about the Saturn return because like, when I when I sat down to do that with my astrologer and I was like looking back at what I considered were like the big moments in my life where there's lessons to learn, I thought they all had represented different parts of my chart that weren't being honored. And every every time I look back, like whether it was in a photo album and I saw myself at like a show or something, I was like, oh, I wasn't there full on. You know, I realized that like this point in my life is where I have to find a way to make them all work together and use those lessons to kind of, like I said, manifest the shred and maintain my lane. You know what I'm mm -hmm, saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like you would see that you were when you were at a show or when you weren't being fully true to yourself. Yeah. Like, that what would you find yourself leaning into? I would find myself leaning into like, you know, using, I if this, maybe this sounds too cheesy, but, you know, being in Aries, it's like really easy to dominate the energy in the room, whether you speak or not. And then having a Scorpio rising allows you to read the vibes. So you can kind of like, not manipulate, but feel your way into people's sweet spots. And I found myself just being like more of a caricature of myself and using that as a shield to prevent vulnerability and maybe being open and having deep conversations just because I was so trying to be career driven or be, some, be something that I'm not as opposed to being present you know? Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it totally, I feel like the thing I think the most about, maybe you can relate to this too, is that everybody has like a certain placement in their chart that they identify with the most. And I feel like my Venus in Pisces is always at big conflict with my son in Aries. So it's like a one or the other. And when I look back at all those times, I'm like, oh, I wish I could have just been a little deeper and, and less shallow, you know? But you're a musician. Yeah. So your Venus in Pisces is very happy being able to create and make music and 100 appreciate and value that. So like that's kind of it. You know, that's like Venus in Pisces, it seems like is satiated just by the fact that you're an artist. You know, 100%. like I feel like Venus in Pisces, like 
that's enough of you. You know, like I don't need the self-sacrificial aspects to like come into the other components of life, you know? Totally, totally. But when I think about it, sometimes it's like, I feel like I don't honor it in the sense that, yes, that is me, but being a musician or maybe being any artist, like the biz, like the business side of it comes in and then you have to kind of go in with a different mask, you know, to protect like the artistry and make sure you find your place in the world. And like a Venus and Pisces is such a dreamer and such a romantic that like, that's not going to survive sometimes when you have to go and network and talk about money and contracts or even just trying to get the perfect bill together to rock your hardest, you know? Right, right. But maybe, you know, it's about also, you know, this is why artists have like managers and labels and agents is so that they can, you know, not have to deal with the nitty gritty and like all of the technical business aspects of things. Yes. So maybe like creating those boundaries for yourself. You're crushing it right now. Thank you. Thank you. Because on my manifestation list, I was like, I need to set healthy boundaries for myself in the world, right? Oh, your dog is awesome, by the way. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I need to set healthy boundaries for myself in the world. And one way to do that is through like management and people taking care of those things that don't make me feel full. And I just want to give a shout out to my agent and my manager, Coco, and to Shanitsky for taking care of big business for me. Y'all rock. (laughs) Coincidentally, a Libra and an Aries. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. But I could also understand that with your Capricorn moon, you're like, I don't want to relinquish control. Like I, it's really important for me to be involved in the business operations. This is me. This is my brand. This is my money. Like I don't want to not be, you know, you have to include me in the conversations. Yes. A hundred percent. Which is also fair. A hundred percent. And I think like what relating back to what we talked about, like how to use astrology as a chart or whatever. It's like, I always had those feelings, but to see that written down the way it is or have it interpreted the way you just interpreted is so empowering because that helps you set up that sense of boundaries to navigate through life. You know? Yes, absolutely. Because everything is microcosm, macrocosm. So we might be talking right now about how you relate to your career as a musician and as an artist, but we're also talking about how you relate to the world, how you relate to your relationships, how you relate to your family, how you relate to your community, and how you relate to self. Mm-hmm. And you can sort of tap into one component of life, one dimension, one expression and then use that and as information for how you can navigate these other things that might be more nebulous or abstract. Yes. Why are you crushing it today? It's so good. It's not just today, baby. This is every day. I know you're you're crushing. <laughs> I, have you heard the Leo song yet? No. Okay, I'm sending you the whole thing after this. Can but you yeah. play it for me right now? Uh, I do, I don't have a. It's like so. It's so new wave. I. It's the only song on the album I can't play on the spot because I need all the electronic stuff. Okay. Can you play me? Can you do an acoustic rendition of something? Okay, I can. I can definitely do an acoustic rendition of something. Let me look at the track list real quick. So actually, as you're setting this up, tell us about. Astrology 101, the album. Okay, so Astrology 101, the album. I want to give a quick shout out to Simon Orr at Starburn Industries. Um, I was, you know, approached about doing an album for their 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 label. And they had this concept. They said, we want to do an astrology album. We don't know how we want to do it, but everybody we've asked to do this album keeps saying there's this guy who's shredding on the road. And every time we run into him at a show, he's either doing somebody's chart or he's talking about a celebrity's chart or doing comparisons or whatever. And you should hit him up. And so they hit me up and I was instantly like, okay, we're in this time where people think they know astrology, like based on memes or daily horoscopes or whatever, but like every sign has its fundamentals. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do 12 songs, one for each sign, right? And each song will be a different genre meant to match the vibe. So for like Aries, I'm going to do like the heavy metal party rock anthem because we're all about having a good time. Totally. Headbangers, number one. To- you know. Absolutely. Gotta then, have it. 
For cancer, I was like, all right, they're deeply emotional, a little bit psychic. They need their 80s hair metal power ballad about being deep in their shell and deep in the feels. You Whoa, know? absolutely. I could see the music video already. Oh, I got to send it to you. I, I promise you. It's me rocking the grand piano in the green screen beach. <laughs> perfect, um, perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I saw it. A little bit of fog. You know, little, you're tapped in. A little in. bit of emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, you know, a couple other ones like Libra. They're kind of like the disco socialite. They love adventure. They love having one foot out the door looking for what's next. So I had, a, I wrote a song called Libra Love and Disco about like balance and being flirtatious. And then like, for Pisces, what I think is the most ethereal sign, that was like my new age Enya track, you know, about be, being deep in the feels. Even though she has, she's not a Pisces, I think she's a Taurus with mad Gemini in her chart, but she rips. Makes sense. Fine. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I put that album together and the lead singles were Capricorn and Cancer because those are my parents' signs. Whoa. And Yeah. Parents, cardinal parents. Mm -hmm. Crazy. I mean, imagine them being Capricorn and Cancer and then having an Aquarius and an Aries for kids. Totally bonkers. Um, <laughs> um, but that, so it came together and I was able to hit up all my friends to be part of it. And there's a ton of guests like uh, my buddy Johnny Cosmo or Colleen Green or my friend Abby from Pop mouth and I we were able to put together an album I'm just super proud of and I think you know the other thing about it is it's like personal in a way that isn't draining because we're like we live our life in astrology and but I don't have to write about what's going on in my day or in my head I can like put these like these feelings into riffs because the vibe is set um but all right I thought of a song I can play unplugged um great oh my god this is the first time in stars like us history all right ah, this is so cool <laughs> All right, this one is dedicated to my mom. Shout out to Amazing. my mom. Shout out to Capricorn mom. Yeah, this one's called Mom's a Capricorn. Can I curse? Is that okay? Oh, yes, please. Okay. Yes. I don't I don't really like to curse, but like Capricorns are all about getting shit done. So Wait, I, charming. Why don't you like to curse? Because I feel like it ruins the power in a conversation sometimes. Like if you can get the word across without it, it's like a bigger punch in the face, you know? Depends. Yeah. Depends. I, I, I have to curse because it's my language. I curse when I'm having a good time, but I don't curse when I'm like emotional. You know what I'm saying? Fair. I got you. Yeah, I mean, you know. I think I think especially for Aries, it's really important to um, to know where you might cross the threshold into another dimension. A hundred percent. Because I've been told <laughs> I've vibe. crossed into those. I, I've been told I've crossed into those dimensions so many times. Wow. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. Let me know if this it sounds okay. It sounds great. All right. I wake up in the morning, I make myself a list. I see a classic problem, so I analyze it. Chug a cup of coffee, then I make my way. Cross my goals off just like every other day. I'm a Capricorn, I'm getting shit done. I'm a Capricorn, you know I'm number one. I'm a Capricorn, I'm making it through. I'm a Capricorn, tell me what do you do? Shout out to my mom. Usually we have a yoga break when we play the song, so I'll play the yoga break, and then you gotta imagine me doing downward dog or some sun salutations. Yoga break. Clocking in. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, I'm getting shit done. I'm a Capricorn, you know I'm number one. I'm a Capricorn, I'm making it through. I'm a Capricorn, tell me what do you do? Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. That's incredible. It's incredible. Wow, wow. I mean, a vibe and a half, a great song, and I think really a Capricorn anthem. I appreciate you. You know, it's a, funny. Florida's been anthem. opening up and I've been like, I, I, we played a show with uh, Fat Tony this weekend 
and I went partying and like a couple of times on the weekend, somebody was like, how did you know, man? How'd you know I make lists all the time? Or the other day it was like, somebody was like, how do you know I'm deep in my feels all the time? Like, why does cancer have to get the power ballot? I was like, you guys know, dude, you know? Oh my God. Wow. Okay. So you're a performance artist. I think so. Okay, right? Like, yeah. we, do, do you call yourself that or am I just calling you that? Would you accept that if I called you that? Well, you know, it's funny. Maybe I could give a little news here, but I'm about to do an installation in Chelsea called A Journey Through Transcendental Shreditation in July. I haven't announced it yet, but uh, it's definitely going to be like my Maria Abramovich meets like Edward Van Halen, astrology, manifestation thing where I'm going to try and break the world record for world's longest guitar solo and have everybody be doing shred vibrations with me. Um, so I wow. think maybe I am a performance artist, but I just haven't accepted it yet. <laughs> I think that you, ha I think that that is what I, that's how I would read you. Yeah. That's how I would package it as much as I could, because there's just a lot going on. And I think that that's amazing because I think oftentimes um, it was well, the saddest thing is for people, as we kind of talked about earlier, yeah. to have to compromise or sacrifice parts of themselves and it ends up selling themselves short. So I really appreciate the fact that you're like, no, I love manifestation. I love astrology. I love my mom. I love <laughs> astrology and my mom. I love my history with it. I love being an Aries. I yep. love guitar. I, I love, love music. Kiss, I love my favorite band. <laughs> yes. And uh, tell me about what your thoughts are on Gene Simmons. I think that we have to cancel him. Um, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. He's from the same town as my mom, Haifa. And, really? and he's a Virgo, but like, I don't pay attention to kiss past like 1982. So I leave it at that. If that so, makes sense. <laughs> got it. Yeah. I, you know, I also get, I have to say, I get a little Zappa vibes from you too. No way. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do. In the performance artness of it. Thank you. You know, yeah. it's funny. I, my whole approach has always been like, you know, I'm never going to write a song about like a book I read unless like I learned something from the book and that book sent me on a journey. Like I don't write about things that aren't like in my head or in my world. So like, I think like, like I said, sun, sun sign, fifth house, like everything is like self-expression. And my mind is like a, a 90s Nickelodeon cartoon. So yeah, I I'm, think unfortunately all of our minds are if we're of this generation because true. They really they indoctrinated the fuck out of us. It's I totally feel like true. I mean, those commercials, I can still, I have them memorized. Every single commercial on Nickelodeon, I could say, sing the jingle for still. Do you have it's a favorite, very... do you have a favorite one? Um, maybe Creepy Crawlers. Oh, those were dope. I think I'm a big sucker for like the Nick acapella, the Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. That's my alarm clock sound, by the way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the 90s, we lived in the golden age of 90s. Yeah. Like kids television. So there was just a, we got a lot of great entertainment feedback. Totally. I, can I tell you something else? The thing that started this whole manifestation journey, by the way, is I like I met this cosmic Virgo like a couple months ago and we had like a great week together. And it was like I felt accepted for who I was. And for some reason, Anthony Kiedis started appearing in my dreams. And I've wow. never been a Chili Peppers fan, but like ever. I always thought they were like annoying, whatever. Anthony Kiedis starts appearing in my dream and he goes, are you ready to use your chart to manifest your next reality? And like Wayne's World 2 style for like two weeks, he started appearing in my dreams every night. And every night was like a different, ver like a different part of my chart getting worked out. No way. Yeah. I feel like I should have told you that earlier. And wait, and Anthony Kiedis was guiding this journey? This whole journey. And now... I, I'm reading his book, Scar Tissue, which is bonkers. And I mean, he's a total like, he's totally zonked too. But uh, I, I, I want to do his chart one day. That would be like my dream celebrity chart, you know? Well, I think that he's like not that inaccessible. I think he's, I mean, when I lived in LA, there were girls, unfortunately, my age who were still having sex with him, which is really, yeah, it was alarming <laughs> yeah. because I, that was when I was 24. So yeah. he was not 24. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was in his fifties. I believe he's a Scorpio, isn't he? I mean, he 
he wishes if he's not. Yeah. Hold on. Let's <laughs> let's look up his chart real quick. Oh, Venus and Scorpio, Scorpio sun sign, Mercury and Cancer. Oh wow, he's got a lot in water. What's his sign? Oh, uh, he he's a he's a Scorpio. Oh, he is a Scorpio. Yeah, he, he's ruled by his sexual nature, I think. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Maybe yeah. too ruled. Too ruled. Too ruled. Too ruled. <laughs> yeah. Too ruled for school. I don't want to put him in the Gene Simmons category. This is tough. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I mean, this is the thing is we have to accept not just you and me, but all of us need to accept that people, we can't idealize anybody. No. You know? No one is deserves full idealization. And as soon as they become too idealized, then of course, they're going to have this fall from grace because yeah. people are complex and fucked up. And especially someone who's urged to be famous is obviously going to be somebody who has something to be worked out. Exactly. Which yeah. it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be famous. Of course yeah. they should. But they're going to probably be more susceptible to being a, a bit of a complex person. Well, we also live in a culture, I think, too, that that makes humans seem inhuman when they reach a certain level. You know, yes, um, yes. whether it be the way they paint their interviews or the way they get propped up by the machine. And I think like society as a whole, we just need to learn how to like nurture and accept people and all move through life together rather than just break it down. Not defending Gene Simmons, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I totally do. And I think that also, what are your thoughts on separating the art from the artist? Hard. I, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me. Sometimes I don't have an answer for something like that, to be honest. But like, you even heard me talk about kiss. It's like, oh, I don't pay attention after 1982, you know? Um, totally. Because I also don't think we really know the artist. We, we know what's projected to us. So that whole thing is like a conversation within itself, you know? Totally. That only, yeah. that only Pisces placements can really understand. You know, because we got them. Yep, it's true. So what would be your hope for this album? What is your manifestation for Astrology 101, the album? Um, I just want to rock my hardest. My my whole manifestation list is about things that are in my control. No, like delusions of grandeur are important because they guide you through life. And even if you don't reach that end goal, you get further along the way than if you didn't have those delusions, right? But I just want people to have a good time, maybe enjoy their song, find their new anthem for their sign, and be able to laugh and find some humility in the world and take a break from the exhaustion that's everyday life. And maybe people will relate to it. My whole thing is I just want to set the vibe to rock my hardest. Yes, absolutely. For some reason, what's coming into my consciousness right now is what was that like 80s, early 90s MTV show of the the metal headbangers ball? Yes, <laughs> that's for some reason. Headbangers ball is really coming into my psyche as yeah. like a container for you. Yeah, I mean, I grew up watching that nonstop. I definitely grew up in front of the TV a lot as a kid. And then like going back and forth between Israel, you get the recycled stuff five years later in Israel. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what would that mean for me? I don't know. Cool. Yeah. I, my whole thing, let me tell you, not to give you like a bad answer or a gray area answer, but I'm on this new tip in life where like I used to be trying to think about the world so black and white and compartmentalize everything, Capricorn moon, of course. And now I'm like trying to live in the present and look at my day to day and not think about like, you know, dream of the end goals, but not, you know, choke the end goals. Like, uh, I wrote some lyrics the other day that goes, if you choke the aspiration, you find it hard to breathe and to manifest what you truly want, you got to live your life at ease. So I'm trying to follow my own advice at that on that tip. Love it. And yes, very good advice. Easier said than done. hundred percent. I think that a lot of the time what trips people up about manifestation is that the they're manifesting st things that are way outside of what their ability to generate it is. Yes. So it's like sometimes we actually need to, you know, sort of re the word manifestation for me is like the actions themselves, yeah. not just the thing you want. Mm -hmm. So the thing that you're trying to manifest also needs to be actionable. It needs to be something that you can move towards rather than something where it's like, I'm going to manifest you know, being a pop star and then yeah. you're just like at home 
doing nothing. Like there is no manifestation there. Manifestation is an action. It requires action. Yes. And I think that comes down to like, I, somebody asked me about this recently. Um, and it was like, do you believe in fate or free will? And I think in order for manifestation to happen, you need to work hard to and put those vibrations out in the world because what you put out is what you get. And like all those key big eureka moments that you think are never going to happen, they start coming your way when you start to inching towards something. They don't come towards you when you're in your room playing Ninja Turtles all day, you know? Right, right, yeah. right. Right. And if you're in the in a Ninja Turtles mode, then like be in the Ninja Turtles mode. No problem. Yeah. But that's also probably not when you're going to see the fruits of your labor really being returned to you. you exactly. Know? Exactly. And like we can't always be manifesting 24 seven, no. like receiving being a sponge to things, being in Ninja Turtle mode is important. Is it is as important as when you're like really hyped up and you're vibing and you're creating like you also need to be inspired by things yeah and it's funny because like last week i had like a bit of a i don't want to say i had like a, a manic breakdown i call it a manic breakthrough but things were going so well for so long out of nowhere that i didn't know how to handle it and the one thing if anybody's going through one of those manifestation periods it's okay to disconnect for a couple of days and recharge your vibrations and your social batteries and get in touch with yourself and not put this pressure on yourself to constantly be chasing the high of winning your manifestations right totally absolutely and that is one of the reasons that i think eclipse season is deeply important because mm -hmm. that is you know everyone takes a real collectively we should all take a big break you know toss our hands up and be like okay universe what do you think about the things that i've been trying to yeah you know conjure are we feeling good about these can we move some of these along maybe we'll close some of these down no problem no problem and then on the other side of eclipse season we're like okay well what are we left with are we happy with the way that things turned out and then we can get back into yeah. sort of driving the ship so i really feel like the way that manifestation works is the blend of sort of self-actualization through both motion and then inaction. And like the blend of those together is what is when you can actually build sustainable yes. results, you know, and totally. you're not going to burn out. And when you're in motion, you're extremely present because you're focused on what's right in front of you. And that's what opens you up to opportunities. Whereas when you're in Ninja Turtle mode and my dog's name is Splinter, I'm the shredder. Like <laughs> when you're in Ninja Turtle mode, you're kind of thinking about all these opportunities, but you're not really open because you're thinking about your head is elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like how people approach Mercury retrograde where they think everything's going to go wrong and they're not actually thinking about what's right in front of them. And maybe they need to take things slow or just like shake the box of the worldview a little bit. So like... Like I said before, it's important to just take a deep breath, recharge, and get in touch with the world that's immediately around you. So what do you do as an Aries with a lot of energy to do that? Uh, it's hard. I've been really into um, these gratitude lists in the morning. Like I wake up and I spend time meditating, thinking about things I'm grateful for, things I want to change that are in my control, things I wish I could have changed that aren't in my control. I try to do as much physical stuff as I can, whether it's yoga with my mom, shout out to my mom, or going to the gym. And I try to do things that keep me centered, like playing guitar or expressing myself. It's those small things that I push through life, but also feel like have a profound impact that allow the world to slow down around me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now can you tell me about your spacesuit? Yes. I want to give a shout out to my friend, Luna Lopez. She's an Aquarius. What's up? She lives in New York. We go way back. Um, it's, I had an idea for this astrology album to be my most theatrical one yet. You know, I wear crop tops and like skinny jeans and short shorts all the time, but I was like, we got to go galactic, like kiss meets P-Funk or something, <laughs> you know? And so 
I was hanging out with my buddy Juan Montoya. He's an artist. He lives down here. Uh, shout out to Juan. He's awesome. He's an ethereal Pisces. And <laughs> I had given him some sketches for the suit. And I was like, this is really what I want to do when you do the album cover. And so he painted this beautiful album cover. And I hit up Luna because she's worked on Broadway and off Broadway and on a bunch of shows. And she's like a fantastic, like from DIY to the real deal, like Taylor. And I mean, all the Aquariuses know how to think out of the box, right? We got like Eddie Van Halen, uh, I believe, um, I believe John Claude Van Damme too. But uh, I, I gave her the suit concept, and she was like, "Okay, we can do this." The airy symbol on the chest. These rhinestones are all constellations around the body, you know, and then the cufflinks and everything. And now I'm getting them made for the rest of the band. But I feel like it really has like this like crazy presence that ties the album together. Like you wouldn't want to see a press photo for this album of a guy in street clothes when he's singing about the cosmos, right? No, of course not. You want to have an otherworldly experience. Yes, yes. And, yeah. I, and for me, like being a product of 90s Nickelodeon and like heavy metal. It's like, I just want to have an escape from like what the real world is and have a good time and like throw the best party. But yet you're also using astrology in very terrestrial ways to support your human, your humanity and yes. your sort of like individual journey. Yes. Ah, wow. You're speaking big truths here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that that's like, one of the things that I think that you had mentioned earlier that I think is interesting is that you seem to have a little bit of a um, you're a concern that memes are watering down astrology yeah. too much. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. You ever have like a, a an intense crush? So like you go into your Instagram for you page or whatever, and you start reading their like horoscopes or looking at their memes and being like, oh, what does this say about like Virgos or, you know, or like, what does this say about Libras or Sagittarius, you know? Um, and you, you read through all of them and you realize like they're kind of generic one-liners. And like, I think obviously a lot of charts have their major qualities, but like people who don't really know astrology go into like define their whole profile based on like these memes or like a co-star app and they don't really dive in and get their chart read. And I think humans are much more complex than what their sun sign is. I like to think like this, like the sun sign is kind of like your, the computer you use. And then like the, the moon is your operating system. Like, Ooh, are, I yeah. love that. and then your rising sign is your browser, you know, like, so that's how I kind of view it. So you can't just be made up of this one thing. And I do love astrology memes. I'm not hating on it, but I don't think it's the be all end all to learning astrology, you know? No, I don't think so either, obviously. And yeah. I obviously do not stand co-star. Yeah. <laughs> I make that very publicly clear. I mean, what's their deal? They just put like, I, this is the other thing about like daily horoscopes and like, I'm not going to like hate on anybody because I don't know them, but like horoscope those daily horoscopes on any app can be like a really bad self-manifestation i try to read those at the end of the day to see if they lined up rather than at the beginning of the day and like curate my worldview towards what i just read and i think those kind of things are like it's a no-no especially when you have a crush and you go and see the compatibility aspects and it gives you like the wonky face in certain areas it's like you should find <laughs> that out for yourself and see if you can make it work you know Yes, I think that, you know, I appreciate all of these like um, surface level introductions to astrology, yeah. because let's be honest, a lot of us find astrology through them. Yeah. But then there is this sort of self-selecting pool of people who end up in my orbit and people who are listening to the show, people who are in my constellation club, yeah. people who are going to buy your album, who want to go deeper and who sort of can see like, oh, yes. this was just like, you know, this was the bait. And if I actually just follow this up further, that there's a whole universe, literally. 100%. And that that is where the magic really happens. That's what I don't wish it didn't exist, you know, but I'm just like, all right, let's see who's going to go deeper. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that it's kind of like, you know, I, I mean, I remember in middle school reading going into Barnes and Noble and getting a book on like 
astrology compatibility and yeah. trying to read that in my crush and being like, yeah. oh, does this make sense? I'm a Leo. He's a Libra. Like, oh, yeah. it is compatible, but then they're going to flirt with everyone. I don't like that at all. I'm a Leo. And like, it was all of those little kernels that ended up Hansel and Gretling me to yes, life of 100%. astrology. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny because I think like my crushes have definitely been what take it to the next level, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I have a thing for Virgos, even though I'm an Clearly, Aries. I know. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's your opposite Venus. A hundred percent. And it's your 12th house. Or, yes. Or yeah. Is that, is it your 12th? Well, here's the thing, right? Like my Venus is in the fourth house, but my, but, uh, my, my childhood crush, like my, my high school love, if you will, she had, she was a Virgo, Virgo rising, Virgo moon, uh, Leo Mars, and then Virgo Venus, but her Venus was in the 12th house. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Which I think kind of relates pretty good to having like a Venus in the in the fourth house, if you ask me. Because it's like, yes. that's all about psychic abilities. And then mine's all about like home life and like family and whatnot, you know? Yeah. And wanting to feel secure and stabilized yeah. in that. Yeah. And right now I've got my new, my new crushes chart and she's pretty cool. And it's like, it's What's like your new crushes chart. Oh man, I can't reveal it in case she listens. Yeah. But wouldn't it be really cute if she listened and this is how she found out you have a crush on her? Oh, this is true. Okay. I'll give you, I'll give you the skim in a way. It's very similar in that it's a lot of fire, earth and water, but no, the only signs that match up are the moon, both moons and Capricorn, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a dreamer and I've always said I need a bit of a realist to understand boundaries and space and like keep me grounded. Right. And their chart has a Venus in Capricorn as well. And mine's in Pisces. I'm like, oh, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Well, my favorite compatibility. Tell me. Is moon Venus compatibility. So yes. if she has. So if her Venus is your moon, then that is beautiful. And if her moon is your Venus, then that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, her rising is my Venus. Her rising is Pisces. She's yeah. Pisces rising. Yeah. Cool. So there's a lot of things that play off each other. And I also think me having a Mars in Aquarius, it's like I have a very curious mind. So like my approach to relationships is I've never dated two people who are the same. And because I feel like everyone should be a different adventure that adds a new element to your life, like as opposed to going to a restaurant and getting like the same dish every time. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm I'm stoked for a new adventure. Let's see if we can manifest this next reality. I'm so here for that. I hope that your crush listens. And I hope that I mean, wouldn't that be so magical if you it was like stars like us brought us together? Oh, that would be sick. I found love on stars like us. That's that a would whole, be sick. That's a whole offshoot of this. Has podcast. that happened to you yet? That people have found love through my podcast? Yeah. I don't think so. But um, if it has, like, I hope someone tells me ASAP. Okay, I'll keep you in the loop. I'll keep you in the loop. I'll send you that carpe DM when I when the news is real. Please yeah. do. And in the meantime, where can we find you, Ben? How can we download the album? How can we stay in touch? How can we see all of your amazing offerings and spacesuits, et cetera, et cetera? Hell yeah. Well, the best thing you could do is follow me on Instagram and um, at BKDegreaser69. Um, my music's on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, but I'd rather support Bandcamp, not just because my friends work there, but because it helps artists really get their foot in the door and make money on their art. And they've done great things during this pandemic to help that. So benkatzman.bandcamp.com. And if you just Google me and you Google astrology, it should all come up. I'm not too Perfect. elusive. I'm not like a an internet curmudgeon, you know? You're not that kind of Scorpio rising. Yeah, yeah. There are times <laughs> I want to get lost in Peru or Marrakesh and like disconnect from the world, but that might happen later in life. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could be... Um maybe like a Uranus opposition moment for you. Wow, that would be sick. I would love to talk to you about my recent reading at some point. Um, I have to hit you up for a real reading if you do that. Um, I don't do it anymore. No way. It's all good. It's all good. You're <laughs> crushing it. <laughs> well, Ben, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for your time today. It was truly a pleasure, a real treat. You are very magical and you are the ultimate shredder. You are so magical too. And thanks for allowing me to rip. Can I leave you with a sick guitar lick? Oh, please. <laughs>
shit, Ben. We we might have to have you as a regular. I don't I'm know. So I, we're going to have to figure this out. I I feel like the the possibilities for this as like talk show, you know, SNL band, but then we got Ben in the spacesuit and like he's doing he's he's shredding. These are I got you. like I got you. I'm going to send you an invite to my to the installation when it happens. There's one week in Cancer, one week in Leo because they're going to be two different vibes. And you'll I'll make sure to send you a guest pass if you want to roll through. Fuck yeah, I'm a Leo VIP. 100%, 100%. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me leave you with one question though. Let me leave, leave sure. you with one question. Do you have a favorite um celebrity based on their sign? A favorite I mean, I love, I mean, I, I love when celebrities line up with their signs perfectly yes. and give us like such, I mean, like I always, yes, like everyone. <laughs> I mean, I, I think David Bowie is amazing and his chart is amazing. I love Marilyn Monroe's chart. I love um, everyone's charts. Everyone, I love like right now for some reason, I guess because of all this Virgo shit, like Jimmy Fallon and him being a Virgo is coming into wow, my brain. Wow, brutal. Like, I know. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal indeed. Yeah, I love everyone in their charts. I do love that you point out that everybody's chart is perfect because I'm somebody that thinks from the bottom up, you know, and it's hard. I'm working on learning acceptance and dealing with what you got and powering through rather yes. than just like, you know, that takes a, a certain level of presence. So I appreciate you for that that uh, tidbit of knowledge. Today. Oh, well, I'm 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 very happy to share it. Hell yeah. Also, last question. Oh, who, yeah. Who do you share? Do you share a birthday with anybody you you admire? Um, I share a birthday with Roman Polanski. Whoa, brutal. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I do not admire Roman. Pol I mean, I do love Rosemary's Baby. One of my favorite movies. Yeah. Roman Polanski. Pedophile. Yeah. Do not stand. Brutal. brutal. Um, but also Patrick Swayze. All right. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Point Break's um, a classic movie. <laughs> classic movie and method man yeah that's yeah. what's up my mom made cakes for method man once well that's for another time yeah 100 percent. which <laughs> no, we got there's do. no context there and i really <laughs> love it yeah <laughs> do you share a birthday with anyone i was yeah i got i got the king and the queen of sass i got i got elton john and aretha franklin wow aretha franklin died not on my I think she might have died on my birthday or like right next to my birthday on one of the adjacent days. But I felt I was very moved by her death and it coinciding with my solar return where I was like, wow, that is forever going to be heavy. Yeah. I mean, my biggest uh, celebrity death was Eddie Van Halen recently because I was like 2020 did not need to take away the world's most innovative Aquarius when it comes to the guitar. I and understand. I've, I've never like had a celebrity death affect me the way that that one did. Really? But, yeah. But that hit me like, when was that in October? Did not rock. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I hate when things do not rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ben. This was so much fun. You are such a treat. Hell yeah, thank you for having me. 